Hey out there, Odds Tyrion listeners. Welcome back to our supersized Scream 5, Scream 2022, new Scream conversation. We're diving back in. We're picking up where we left off, where we're going to jump into the second half of the movie. So enjoy. So, great. If you're enjoying the first half, great. If you yeah, didn't enjoy the I first half, you if you were if like you me. The first half, have a ball. If you were like me and it was it was hard for you, just know that I think on a second viewing, you're going to enjoy it more. So Sure. And there's a sure. second half waiting for you that is, to me, palpably different than the first half. So I, I think that one of the problems, like something I enjoyed, but also like didn't like, it's like both. It's like was Judy Hicks. I love that she came back. I She died so soon. I was really sad to lose Judy. I it, it, I it really felt like it was only happening because they had to be like, don't worry, guys, we'll kill legacy characters. Like we're doing stakes in this movie. Yeah. And it just didn't feel like like I'm not I don't I'm not I'm not like, fuck you guys. But I'm like, oh, yeah, man. yeah, I'm like, not I'm mad. Bummed. I, like I can enjoy this. I was just like, ah, oh, shit. And especially Wes, because her son Wes yeah. is taking a shower during all this and he comes down and he gets murdered as well. And it's hard because for me, I'm like, well, we didn't really get to know Wes yet. So no. I'm not. I'm not feeling anything other than bummed that I didn't get to know this guy. Yeah, that completely, completely. And Marley Shelton, you look great. And it just, yeah, it was like a, oh, you did, you brought like, she was such a polarizing character in four to have her come back to be knife fodder was like, oh, bummer. Yeah. Like, the, I love that we got a full broad daylight kill. Oh, I did love like, that. In front of someone's fucking porch in their walkway. Yeah. Ghostface just destroys someone. Destroys the town sheriff. And and then especially that was brutal. Like, Shit, points for audacity. Stabbed her like nine times. <laughs> yeah. I counted and, because there was a theory floating that like that everybody that there were a bunch of people stabbed seven times because the killers wanted because the last true stab was part seven. Oh God. But then I'm like I I checked and I didn't think I don't think so. Now look I'm a bad counter. So like maybe I didn't get I, it right. If that was true. That I, that, uh, that speculation can be thrown in the fucking fire. But I was like I don't nine. Give a shit. Nine. That is the exact epitome of an Easter egg that that can kiss my ass. But nine Ugh. times I was like watching Judy and I'm like, oh, he's gonna stop. Nope, he's not gonna stop. He's gonna stab her nine times. And when he kills Wes, who which by the way with the shower ref- the Psycho reference, I enjoyed that the Ghostface was like ever seen the movie Psycho. I yeah. like that they pointed right to it. Yeah, and then he just like goes downstairs and sets the table for his mom because she's gonna guy, bring home sushi. Her sweet, sweet boy, just setting the table. Also, hasn't this guy been playing a high schooler for a decade? I love that. You know, I love that. Dylan Minnette has been a high schooler for so long. He's, that was actually the thing that hit me in my mind when I saw him on screen. I was like, wow, and still Dylan convincingly, high schooler again. Dylan yeah. Dylan Minnette is Lucy Hale, but a boy. <laughs> Bianca Lawson, but a boy. I Nobody's think, Bianca Lawson. There's one Bianca Lawson. I think Dylan has another five years of playing a high schooler in him. I do. It's um, totally possible. So, I, but what I loved about his kill was the knife into the neck because what the that like was by, great. It that was, was a great effect. It was really well done. It looked real and it was horrific. And it, and the movie and again, this is the filmmakers being like, no, we're gonna go there. So I love yeah. that. Yeah, I, I I think the I think a real I think a real interesting almost sort of contradiction in this movie that doesn't bother me is that like you know there's that we're gonna kill Judy. Yes. And hey. Yes. We're going to kill Dewey. Yes. And there are going to, like, stakes. They're going to be stakes this time. And the kills are, like, more grievous looking. But it only kills entirely expendable characters. Like, it brings back Judy to kill her. It puts Kyle Gallner in the movie to kill him randomly. It doesn't develop Wes at all. And then he dies. And so, really, like, the only... The only kills that actually go all the way through in this movie are people that are, besides Dewey, of course, totally exp- – it's not like the friend group gets picked off. The twins make it. Right. Amber's the murderer, so fuck her. And, like, Tara makes it. So, really, the, it, it it's a really deft – it's a real sleight of hand way, and I do give them props for that, of, again, having the cake and eating it, too. We're being like, we killed Dewey. We brought back Deputy Judy and we killed her. We're for fu- we're real. We're not fucking around this right. time. And then it's like, but actually everybody's going to make it. Yeah. Like everybody else but the villains are going to make right. it. With, and I, with cool, the, okay. With the exception of, and I cried. I fucking cried. In So, okay, we're in the hospital. Jenna mm. Ortega the lights go. She's already like Jenna. Wait, Jenna's like, you know what? The killer's here. I know it. I'm gonna just get out of here. She like, P- 
pieces her way into that wheelchair. an absolutely incredible gridded out performance with like, my leg is broken. Yes, full my Halloween hand has too. Been, my hand has been um, skewered through and I'm going to have to wheelchair my way around incredible. on a bum hand that's going to start bleeding on the wheel. Just like the crying, weeping, aching performance that that was outstanding. I actually, outstanding. I fully believe she wasn't going to make it out of that scene because of the performance. I did too. Because the I performance did too. was so hope. I mean, she was hopeless. It was great, but Completely. she was still fighting. So she goes out into the hallway, by the way. Nobody works at this hospital. This floor. Well, they put her on the private floor. Well. Like Hicks said, we can get you on the private floor. Okay, by the way, private floor in a hospital, where? What the fuck is that? Also, who's working at this hospital? Because We have all these beds open? Private floor is not does not mean th- there's, there's only one person dead, and it's the security guard by the desk. <laughs> I'm sorry. One. Was the security not guard also answering phones and, and yeah. d- doing doing the checks every 15 minutes to make sure your vitals yeah. were okay? Where yeah. are those people? <laughs> yeah. is, this, is this cop also a nurse? I'll give it sure private floor. I'll take it, but I was I was shocked. No, that was hilarious. I, w- I was like living because I love that kind of shit. I love it. I just I was like, oh my god. Okay, so yeah. Jenna, the only person at this hospital, hospital for one. I'll take yeah, it yeah. Um, with only police on staff. And I, and Ghostface is doing this thing where he's like really dragging it out, like on the phone with Sam, like pick Richie or pick your sister. And and for some yeah. reason, she's like not picking her sister. So I'm like, oh. but. She does explain later. She's like, I'm stalling for time, asshole. And then she, yeah, he's like, him. I can't believe you and Picker and Sister. Or maybe I'm just stalling for time, asshole. Door so opens, Dewey shoots good. him. But also at the same time, you didn't know if you were going to make it in time. I know. You totally should have just picked your sister. TBH. You've literally known Richie for six months. Six months. And and his beard isn't even that cute. It's not. It's like not even a, like Richie or your sister. Before that question ends, you should say Richie. Like, you kill yeah, Richie. Like, yeah, you, you don't even finish the question before Sam should have said, kill Richie. Fuck that guy. But it was a- f- I'll get past it. Fun moment when the when the op- the elevator doors totally. open. Ding. Love that. Shot fired. But Dewey's, like, sending them, packing them into the elevator because, like, Ghostface has, like, you know, gone through some glass and is, is seemingly out and they're going to leave. And he's like, can't leave before shooting him in the head. You got to shoot him in the head. And he's right. I fully thought we were going to, when he turns around and goes back, I thought we were going to get a moment where he unmasked the killer. And for the first time in a screen movie, we have half of the movie left with one of the killers unmasked, which I thought Uh would have been so fun. And that, I, even more for, I wish that had happened, even more than for, for like the twist of, of having an early reveal. I, I don't, I accept the death of Dewey. I I will accept the death of any character that keeps Sydney alive. Um, I, I appreciate the like high risk, like the high risk, high reward kill that that is for the franchise. Um, I completely do not agree with the disrespect of that kill. Yes. That, that he is a within arm's length of the killer. Right. And that he is, he is about to pull the trigger and he gets distracted by his phone and that's why I Dewey, couldn't believe knowing it. what kn- Dewey knowing knows, what Dewey knows, gone through what he's no. gone through, he's gonna look down at his ringing phone with the sound when on. He has the killer right now. No, he's gonna pull the trigger first. To me, that was another moment like the nine one one where you bullshit. just dial nine and then the text message interrupts. You can't keep doing me Except like this. Except with the deep disrespect of making a legacy character I, a idiot. complete I fucking moron i know a complete I'm, fucking moron but i'm just that saying was a, that was a red shirt kill that was west should have died like that not yeah. dewey like, I, I there should have been unmasked great struggle somehow he's overpowered like something other than dewey looked at his phone and then he got skewered are you it, fucking kidding me come on it would have been so easy for him to just pull the trigger that I'm surprised he didn't. And honestly, I, I would have really enjoyed yes. that. I, I just like, I think it's a bummer because there was a, also a missed opportunity because there was a Kevlar vest and he did shoot for the chest and then it's revealed later. Yeah. I mean, if he just shot the killer and then it like the killer came at him when he went to lift the mask, I don't know, yeah. something like that. Like there's a way to do it, but they didn't do it. That's all I'm saying oh, is there like- are, There were there a are these million idiots. ways to not make Dewey an idiot, a horror movie idiot. But like- when he is like, at this point, the horror movie encyclopedia because he's lived the entire But that's thing. what I'm saying about earlier. That like, crazy. That, because to me, the, the things that I didn't like, I hated because they were easy choices. That's all. Because yeah. I know that they, they could have been smarter because this movie is about being smart. That's the and hard it part. Beco- and it be- it becomes that. Yes. Like, it, 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 absolutely, it absolutely grows into itself for me by the second half and and makes it so it's like, so wait, what were those? What was that bullshit in the yep. first half then? Like, okay. you guys clearly know what you're doing here. But and I'm so on board. That said, I cried. 
The first time I oh, saw it happen, I, I cried because they killed my friend. I was like, my friend. oh my God, Dewey. I And David Arquette is so good. He's so good. And and in one scene, they sold me on this new Dewey. I mean, honestly, I was like. Oh, yeah. It, it, so we'd seen him twice now at this point. But still, like, I just like, I was ready. And it, and it hurt to lose him. But hey, if we're going to lose somebody, at least it wasn't Gail. Yep. At least it wasn't Sydney. Oh. Like I, I it, it couldn't it couldn't have been either of the two of them. Right. It, it couldn't have been Sydney. Um and and I for me it couldn't have been Sydney and I and with me able to walk out of the movie being like, yeah, cosign. No. And and Gail would have been like, I'm going to need a I'm never going to forgive you. Like it it would have Right. But I can I can lose Dewey and I I am sad to lose Dewey, but I they the, the it was a disrespectful. I mean, I I love the moment of of him like sacrificing himself, like the idea of like watching the elevator doors close and knowing that he has a job to do, and like Gail tells yes. him, "You help." I thought you know, that was you, really good. You are not a coward. And then you know, telling Sam later, like that's who he was. He helped people, right? Like Dewey would do that. Dewey absolutely would throw himself into the fire to protect other people, even if he didn't know them. But he wouldn't make a dumb fuck up like that to die. I I have one other legacy character issue, and it comes up right before this and right after this. So when Gail Weathers meets Sam Carpenter, she's just like. Hey, do you want to talk? Like, you look like you're having a moment. And then later, yeah. like, Sydney meets Sam and she's like, Hey, I'm here if you want to talk. And I'm like, Why is everybody here if this girl wants to talk? And, why, <laughs> and like, why, why are they just like nodding at Jenna Ortega, who's still alive? Obviously, a final weird. girl. I was like, It just seemed like a strange choice that, that like, these two are just like, I don't know, the therapist for these people. It was Instead very of like, therapist-y. like, hey, how about, like, I understand that they would be understanding for sure. But like, also, how about, like, like it took a little too long for me to see Sydney arm them with the information they needed. I I was a little bit shocked that all we got from Sydney was a shoulder to cry on, like, which is important that she's a shoulder to cry on for Gail. But mm-hmm. it's like, hey, do you want to talk? Hey, Gail, I'm here for you. It's like, and even in the opening scene, which, by the way, oh, I'm mad about this. I'm mad about this. When they call, <laughs> when Dewey called Sydney and she answers the mm-hmm. phone, he asks how things are, are how how's Mark is, and I'm like, those fuckers, Mark from part three, <laughs> are you kidding me? She deserves so much better. I'm so mad. It was yeah. He's a he's a take it or you know McDreamy's a take it or leave it for me. Um, you know I'm, I'm you know I felt strongly about it in her life. I like um, the continuity. I was mad. I was like, God damn it, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Mark really Mark really punched above his weight on that one. Yeah, he he made um, he made it. So anyways, but I I do feel like the one really great line. Like I do personally feel that we got a lot of great lines from Gail and throughout this mm-hmm. movie. We didn't get a lot of great Sydney lines. We get a couple in the closer. We get one yeah. early on where she's like, I'm Sydney Prescott. Of course I have a gun. Of course I have a gun. Which yeah, that was I, as satisfying in the movie as it was in the trailer. I love that. I heard that it was improv. Now, look, do I know that to be true? Uh-huh. Was I on set? No. And of course, I believe that Nev Campbell, who was amazing, would improv that because she knows his character inside out. It bothers yeah. me, though, that her most powerful line, my favorite of her lines, wasn't in the script for her because she didn't have much. That's all. That's my beef mm-hmm. with it. I wanted a little bit more of a stronger Prescott. I will always want more Sydney. Um, and we have discussed how this movie doesn't doesn't really um do well balancing its ensemble as far as like right. screen time for everybody. And so I feel like that was just endemic to that larger issue. Um I am I'm not hung up on it because they it is a torch passing movie. And I like they I wish there was more for Sydney. Nev has always done the most with a, a very sort of basic character yes. uh, in her premise with with Sydney Prescott. I agree. And she she does the most with the lines she has in this one. It really is going it really is going out of its way to be like they're here to help. But they're not the main thing. And but they're here to help. But they're not the main thing. And I don't think it plays out as well as it could. But I'm like, okay, you're you're handing off a legacy. Okay. Well, and also for me personally, I do actually think that they did a good job. Like when I left the movie theater, I was like, I'm ready to see a movie without Sydney and Gail. I'm down to watch these characters in Scream mm-hmm. Six. So I think they did a good job with that. I just think that at the cost of, I just wanted a touch more. That's all. And I'm greedy. Yeah. I'm greedy. I just, I, I feel like I, but I did love what we get in the final scene. So let's talk about the stew party. So party at Stu's house. The movie thinks we don't uh-huh. know, but of course we all know they're at Stu's house. Uh, Nev Camp, uh, Sydney Prescott has put a tracking device in on the car. Love it. Cool. Yeah. Cause Sam's like, I'm, we're doing, you know, and, and good call for her. She's like, we're doing what nobody ever does in these movies. We're getting the fuck out of Woodsboro. Yeah. She's like, I'm taking Tara 
me, Richie, her, we're leaving Woodsboro. We're getting away from this fucking nightmare. And like good instinct. Mm -hmm. And she has her Sydney Gale. They have the Sydney Gale intervention moment. And just I cannot overstate how much it does for me to just see Sydney and Gale standing next to each other. And I love they're it. like, if you run from this, it will come after you. Mm-hmm. And I I completely get where Sam's coming. She's like, I appreciate that that's your experience, but I'm getting the fuck out of here. Right. Okay, honestly, yeah. not the craziest thing for you to do. Totally. And oh, my- mind you, this whole time, we've been informed. Everybody knows, it seems like at this point, Sam is the progeny of Billy. He oh my God, I can't school. believe we haven't talked about this. Sydney. He appears to her as a hallucination. She seems to take antipsychotics. Um, and he's like, you're my child. You're my child. That kind of shit. I don't give. I don't care. Well, I don't care. And the weirdest thing this movie does, the weirdest thing this movie does, is make a hero out of Billy Loomis. I think it's important to say, yes, I I totally agree. We don't need Billy Loomis, uh, as you said, rapist and murderer Billy Loomis, rapist and murderer, as an angel at the end of this film who helps somebody. I don't need that. I will say I also didn't really need like the like it worked for Dexter. It doesn't work here. You know what I mean? Like no, it did. It it was it was it it was like nah. That's not this. That's not this. That's not yeah. Like no no no. It didn't add anything for me to see it. Also, it took me out because I'm like sitting there thinking, how did she know what he looked like? Like what he was wearing at the end? Because obviously it's for us, right? But it's like her. And then I'm thinking about the nature of her hallucinations. I'm like, well, they're visual and they're audible. What does that mean? Because is she? And then it's like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Her psychosis. Yeah, don't do that. Like don't do that. And that's where it's like I I just it to me it was a distraction that I didn't need. Um, I and think- also it was so it, it was it was so um like Lori is his sister shit from Halloween like I, I they needed care. a they, it always goes back to the original et cetera et cetera like uh, you know you think you know the past you don't know shit about the past like and the the killers have been activated because Sam is the connection to the past and she's the child of Billy Loomis and they needed to bring her home yada 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 actually that construction is the least the least consequential thing to me about the entire fucking movie like I agree I, if I was summarizing Scream to somebody I would I would leave that part out completely i well, just girl, look how long this episode been. we have left here, it so out i wanted to bring it up no i'm glad yeah. you brought it up because we've ignored it because it didn't matter to us and it's so funny it because it matter. matters so much to the movie that they bring it up almost every scene that she is the daughter <laughs> of billy so loomis they, they say his name so much in this movie it's like he, i mean it's crazy that he has such a starring role in this film when it's like it doesn't really matter um no. and, and and it's and, and i never understand that with these with I love slashers. You know this. This is what I love. Mm-hmm. I never get the whole family member thing where it goes like that far down this much later and they're all related. And it's like, I don't know. I don't need that. I don't need that. And, so, and, and you know, with the killer's entire motivation being like, we're going to make, you know, this will become a movie. We're, we're staging all this because it will become a movie. And this movie's going to finally be for the fans after it's been taken away from the fans. And how dare you you know, meddle with things that we, the fans can organize sometimes our entire lives and existences and personalities around. And, and, and I love, they, the Richie and Amber are incredible to the hilt toxic fans. I, I think they're giving a great performance, but like, it's like, couldn't we just think of a different reason? It's like, I had to get you back to Woodsboro daughter of a serial killer snaps and goes crazy. And she's going to be the villain in the end. It's like, couldn't you have just made something else up? Like black yeah. sheep, child, drug addict runs away from home okay attack her sister get her back to woodsboro like that's it that's all you needed we didn't need the ghost of billy loomis and her on antipsychotics what so rumor has it that part four um in in kevin williamson's version was supposed to take place in Stu's old house and with the old set Mm. locations and whatnot and that the weinsteins were like nope too expensive and that was part of the reason why kevin walked from the project so if that's true it's really fucking cool and satisfying to see this closing act at the party that the kids are throwing in honor of Wes. That's really cool. Who's dead. Yeah. And, and and they're and they're toasting to Wes at this house, at this location. It, and and seeing Kevin on as an EP when this piece was taken from him, to see him have the chance to put that back is pretty cool. And I think the way yeah, they what shot a rare thing. The way they shot the reveal where she's on the phone with Sydney and Sydney tells Sam Carpenter that like, hey, you're in Stu's house. And then the, mm-hmm. the camera pulls back and it's all on its head. I loved it. I mean, I'm just like, OK, yeah. cool. I I like for me, that entire I love the party. I love I and actually the most likable Richie is, is when he comes in to shut the party down. And he's like, OK, hey, teens. Hi, Gen Z. Hey, teens. Hey, Gen Z. <laughs> I the way he talks to them and like it's just like. I he's so out of touch, which plays right into his character. 
But also it's funny because he knows he's out of touch. And I loved, love the interactions that Mindy has with him. When, he, when after Mindy, my favorite scene in the movie is at the party when Mindy goes, or uh, uh, Amber goes into the basement to get more beer and the yeah. lights are out. And Mindy, surprise, is right behind the refrigerator door. And she's like, yeah, you just failed. Like, you can't just go down here and get beer on yeah, your you own. Yeah, you failed the test. And Amber's like, but you told me to come down here. And she's like, exactly. And, and you, you don't, didn't ask me to come with you. you didn't ask me to come with you. It's so good. And by the way, wish they kissed in that scene. They didn't. I loved that moment when, when Mindy's like. It's great. You're right. Because I'm the killer. And it's like, oh, shit. She's the killer. I believed it. I did too. I believed it in that moment. Like, Actually, I'm not. But if I was, he'd be dead. And it's like, <laughs> I love it. I love Mindy. I was sold. So when. And that's where that's what I mean by like Scream's sense of humor. Yes. In that moment. Mindy is delivering screams sense of humor in the moment between the sisters when they 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 reconcile and Sam's told her the whole truth of her dad and yes. why she left. She read her mom's journals. She heard about the affair. She screamed at her mom about it. Dad heard. Dad run. So she became a fallen child drug addict and left because she was afraid she was gonna become Billy Loomis if she was around her sister. Okay, whatever, kiddo. Sure. And but then like when they're in the hospital and they're reconciling, they're having this whole emotional moment. And then Jenna Ortega like perfectly delivered. Like Sam is like. You're really high right now, aren't you? And, and just goes, I'm so high right now. Yes. I am so high right so now. It was so funny. Like, this is, this is, I think that's a thing. That's scream. People mistake Scream's sense of humor for the self-referential jokes when that's absolutely a part of Scream. The humor of Scream is yes. that ease between characters and yes. relationships. It is that banter within personal relationships that you deeply believe that is so fundamental to scream it's not it's not hinging on the meta commentary it's hinging on those personal moments where you believe that a character knows one another as well as gail and sydney know each other because you and it wasn't just something that you felt in three two or four the magic of that cast chemistry in scream one is such that you felt that from the first minute in the first movie that is what defines scream sense of humor and I, uh, on that note, I mean, and you feel it in that basement scene. You feel, you feel it, it in it that with, last hospital scene. With, well, and you feel it with Chad and Liv on the couch when Chad earlier in the scene was just like, he's like, hey, what, like, when are we going to take it to the next level? And I can like track you on your phone. Love it. Okay, yeah. great. Well, but when she's like, hey, I'm ready. Let's like go upstairs. I want to fuck. And he's like, I can't because I don't know that you're not the killer. And it was yeah. so funny because perfect. the ease in which perfect. The, you're you're exactly what you're pointing out. This is perfect scream humor. This is like, yeah. And she gets mad and leaves. I loved it. I love all. This of, is the humor that Scream pioneered into horror. And we get that great moment with Mindy on the couch where she's like, "Actually, yep. I'm gonna stay here and watch this movie and watch Stab and probably hook up with Francis." And Francis is and a female. And then we look over and see the girl Francis next to her, and she and just, just like gives her this nod, gives her nod. And like, yeah, like over here, rat, take it all. Oh my god, so smooth, so good. Love her. I'm like more Mindy, please. This party and is when great. Richie gets there, and Richie, because he's a shitty person, is like, "Hey, we're here, and I know we were gonna flee town, but you got any more beer?" I and he goes down to the basement. She's like, <laughs> "That guy's dead." Like, yeah. well, he, he asked her because he's like, uh, "Well, will you come down to the basement with me?" And she's like, "No, but you were right for asking." No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just like, that was right. so good. That it's, was so good. I think that the the movie's third act is so good. Everything from the so from the party strong. on is just like fuck. Yep. It's the best dialogue. It's the characters that they're most likable. I love these it's friends. Excellent. And even Liv. I loved Liv. The act the performance that this girl gives, she's the one that's accused of being boring earlier. She comes yeah. back in and she has this like tiff with Mindy and she's just like and you think for a moment, is Liv the killer? Because yeah, she's you do. got all of this anger and like the the delivery and it's so Good. I love the like. I thought, you know, ne- am I too boring to be like the killer now? Like, do you Maybe now do you think the I'm twist. the killer? And Mindy's like, I mean, yeah, yeah kind of do. do. Like, now. it slides away from her on the couch. That was it's great. So that was magic. It was perfect. And that was like, that is why, like, overall, I really enjoy this movie because it's like, it took you a minute to start. It could, took you a minute to heat up the car, but then you hit the gas, and it was, and you were doing great. Like this movie, one hundred percent. I think nails its its objective. It sticks that landing. Ninety nine percent, one hundred percent. Even if it just takes a while to like come out of the blocks and catch up with the pack. Like well, I'm and totally good with that. Do you know what other movie does that? Scream Four, because it does. Scream Four starts really strong, but it it, it kind of get it drags a little bit in the middle, and then it gives you mm-hmm. that third act where Emma Roberts is like, "I don't need friends. I need fans. All of this. <laughs> yeah. We're at the hospital. You think it's over? It's not. I mean." 
I think this is like similar in in that like in similar in that way, except this didn't have the same energy all the way through. But <laughs> I it, similar in that you know this ending is enough for me to like the movie. I think oh absolutely and and also love so the best reveal for me is when Amber so Liv comes back she's freaking out because Chad's been murdered or Chad's been attacked um, <laughs> yeah, Chad's after been- he went to look for Liv he'll be right back he's not gonna be back um, yeah <laughs> and and Liv comes in and she's got blood in her hands and they're like why do you have blood in her hands and she's like because uh, Chad's outside and it's like and they're all thinking she's the killer and she's like I'm not yeah. the killer and Amber's like I know pulls out a gun and shoots her in the head <laughs> And it's like, oh my God. And like, we didn't like her anyway. So it's like, okay, bye. It was a great, it was a great kill, a great reveal. I was here for it. And I love the change. Excellent. The whole living room sequence of like, maybe you're the killer, maybe you're the killer. Maybe it was a perfect, it was a, that was a perfect, because like you can feel this movie doing the scream thing where it's like, well, we need to do a little bit more of everything in every movie. This movie did a little bit more of the finger pointing than the previous movies had to it. Yes. But it did it perfectly. I agree. It did it and perfectly. The, that scene was so much fun. The actress playing Amber, she her name is Mikey Madison. Mikey Madison at this point flips her entire performance to do this like to channel it's Stu. Excellent. And she it's excellent. and now she's not related to Stu like everybody else in this movie. She just happens to live in his house, <laughs> yeah. which I was like, okay, thank God, I didn't need another reveal of that. But yeah, but she just lives in the in the house, and she's a Stu super fan. So I love that she's fully channeling him, losing it with that messy voice and the way she yells things so bluntly and funnily. And I'm like, yeah, love it. Richie and Amber, Richie and Amber go. They're not. How did they're you- not as they're not like iconic like Jill is iconic in no, four. No. They, but they bring the same level of mania, the same level of of mania that Jill has and absolute psychoticness that Billy and Stu have. And they just go all out. Like they're, they're like erratic. It, they almost at at some points feel directionless, but like in the best way where it's like, okay, you guys, we're just going to keep rolling. Just keep taking it to 10 and let's see what we get. Once they hit the gas, they actually never take their foot off ever. No. So it's like, and I think that uh, that Mikey Madison's performance is so convincing, and especially yeah. like like there's a moment where it's like, well, how did you know? Because I was wondering, like, how did you know that Samantha Carpenter was Billy Loomis's daughter? And she's like, because it's a small town, and your mom's a drunk. Your mom <laughs> and your mom's a drunk. I was like, and I and mean, honestly, the glee with which she says that line is incredible because the line itself is whatever it's the delivery that sold it Absolutely. it's the delivery that made me go yeah okay yeah that works and <laughs> yeah. and, and it's like yeah t- small towns are like that and guys. that's the kind of charisma this franchise is built on that's what i was yep. talking about early that's on with is. nev campbell it's like there's that kind of charisma and every character that we remember kirby jennifer jolie these characters mm-hmm. that have that ooze charisma they're the ones that can actually that that are memorable entries and honestly i think that while amber may have been given like, okay, I think Sydney given dust. Amber, I think her story, barely there. But yet, as an actor, she brought so much to it, just like as an actor, Sydney brought so much to it that it made them memorable. I loved her. And And I and I I feel like we don't need to get into like every aspect of the like the killer the villain monologue of no. like, you know. There because it's like Wait. yes, they sounded like Twitter reply guys. That was a, that is the right. villain edit of Twitter reply guys. I, I agree Loved with it. the choice. I think it was Loved super it. fun. I think that was the right amount of toxicity. Yes. It was so right to have it just be some white guy. Of course. Who like, and, and it was, I found it interesting when he said you were easy to find and you were easy to fuck. When he said that there was an audible like, oh, in the theater around us. Yes. And that, I think Girl. that was the only time I clocked in our theater. That was the that only the, reaction. The crowd really reacted to something. And friend, Because that line fucking hit. And we hear those lines differently Than we now. did in 1996. Yeah. That line in 1996 would have been yeah. a fun, like, throwaway line. And in this one, it's like, no, this man is a villain. Because we're finally looking at abuse yeah. and verbal harassment the way that we should be. Where yeah. back then it was like this is part of the frivolity of the villain. In this case, it's like, hey guy, you're outdated. And it it really like it I, I appreciated that coming from coming from the filmmakers because I, I liked the inclusion of that line because it was like Me too. I'm glad you know that how evil this is. Like because this I'm is- glad in the absolute yes. zenith of his his sociopathy 
you're including this. Yes. Because this guy would say that. And he's been getting off on on manipulating her and, and fucking her in the guise of being her boyfriend, but actually being her stalker and like a hopeful future murderer. Right. He's been getting off on that power this whole time. I agree. And that's this goes back to depths of just like disgusting going back to opening scene where it's like talking about elevated horror and thinking you're on this side. It's like, actually this movie's taking the other side, which is kind of like, Hey, everything counts, whatever you love, you love. And I love that this, Mm -hmm. when he's talking about toxic fandom and how can, how can something you love be toxic? And I like, like when you love, <laughs> how can loving, how can something, loving be something be toxic? I love that. Um, I want to say that the best Sydney and Gale, peak Sydney and Gale, there are two moments oh. in this that I love. One, my probably my favorite moment in the whole movie, when Sydney and Gale roll up and Amber comes running out the door, like, <laughs> like faking wounded. She is screaming her giving head off Giving such a good distress. performance. And Sydney looks at Gale and she's like, what do you think? And Gale's like, trap. Trap. And then so, then Amber's like, fuck it, pulls out a gun and fires at Gale. I love that moment. I'm like, these women, they've had it. They know. Evil's going to die tonight. It was per- – Evil's going to die tonight. And it was – that was so perfectly Sydney and Gail in that moment. And the filmmaking in that moment, the speed with which that scene played out, the exact speed and pacing of how that sequence played out was so satisfying. I loved it. I it fucking didn't go loved on it. too long. Nope. It wasn't Thank too you. fast. That's it. And just the minute she's, like, trapped, the gr- – fuck it. Boom. Like, it was – that was – an amazing we, sequence. I've been really hard on this film for the writing of Sydney, but I did. I do have to say, actually, this from here on out, great Sydney because she she does the same thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't waste time. Sydney in this movie doesn't waste time. She's like, no, she. What do you think? She's, Trap. She's doing. Sydney, she's she's doing the job she's done for twenty five. Sydney years. walks into that house and, and it's like, hey, if you're not a killer, come out. And when nobody yeah. comes out, she's like, great, I'm gonna shoot each one of these doors before I open them. And that I that was. Love it because she has no time. And when the killer, when she answers that phone and the killer's like talking to her and about to monologue and she's like, I'm bored, hangs up, hangs up and shoots the door and it clips Richie. Love it. Fucking that was love it because she was right. It was. And and Richie's like, oh, what are you doing in there? I was hiding from the killer. And she's like, but she was right to shoot that door. And I love that decision. No, that was that really like, you know, the, the commentary from the first one of like, you know, a stupid girl with big tits running up the stairs when she should be running out the front door. It's ludicrous. It's insane. Oh, my God. You're and right. that was the exact like she's going up the stairs and she is going to shoot into every door she passes yep. as she passes it because she fucking knows. Love that. I love I love that. Love. I love when they team up in the kitchen and bash Amber with a bottle of glass, a glass bottle of hand sanitizer. I love it. And Amber's Amber's like, hand hand sanitizer? sanitizer? And then the plant and payoff of them shooting. Like, basically, Nev's like, do you want this one? Or or, or Courtney's, or sorry, Gail is like, do you want this one? And Nev's like, yeah. Or it's all yours. So Courtney. Because she, that Amber has just, like, sickly delighted to Gail that Dewey died like a bitch. And Gail's like. she was the one to kill him. And No, she says he died like a pussy, which is taking the language yeah. of these reply guys specifically yeah. and adopting it, which I think is an interesting choice that I didn't like the first time through, but I did like the second time through when I realized mm. she was drinking the Kool-Aid. So the other thing that Gail says is he was my best friend. He was my best friend. So that just, it's, I texted you about that last night. Cause I realized I couldn't stop you. thinking you, about I'm it. So that glad that you, just, it, it, m- it moved me so, that like, no matter what else they were, it he didn't was matter. Her best he was friend. her best friend. Everything else was complicated, but that was something that they were sure of about. Like he still watched her every morning, and she still worried about him because they were best friends. Sydney's choice to get to hand her the gun for that kill, I love that because that's her being like, "Hey, Avenger guy, Avenger best friend." Yeah, and I love that she got to to deliver that shot. But interestingly, in neither Sydney nor Gail actually deliver the final shots for either kill. Which I think no. is important because this movie is passing the torch so well. So when we get Jenna Ortega popping up, you know, with her crutches, I love that. <laughs> I, I think it's important, too, to note that I, it, for my, you know, protestations so vocally uh, for a long time about this movie, is just, like, my emphasis that, like, Sydney cannot die. Sydney cannot die. Sydney is scream. And, like, to to kill Sydney would be a slight against, would be undermining the entire purpose of the franchise. I couldn't agree more. And to have... I really appreciated that they wrote into like into the villain monologue having Richie screaming in Sydney's face that like every great franchise needs a needs a great killer that people will continue to show up for. 
Look at Fre- look at Michael Myers. Look at Freddy Krueger. Like, look at all that shit. And he's yelling it into 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 the fucking icon's face. Yes. Telling her that people show up for the killer. Yes. When every time we show up for a scream, we show up for the hero. And I really, really appreciated that the shittiest person in the movie was the one who said that you show up for the kills. Yes. And you show up for the killer. You are absolutely right. And I was right. like, you're going to fucking die. <laughs> I, yes. I, that meant a lot to me. My favorite Samantha Carpenter, and I think you would agree with me because we talked about this, but is when, oh my God. when, oh. when she's like, there's one rule you forgot I about. I onto Sam's body in the, in the final throes of Sam Carpenter. She says to Richie, there's one rule you forgot about. And he's like, what's that? And she's like, don't fuck with the daughter of a serial killer. And then proceeds to stab him about 30 times. And she blood spatter. She goes ham. hog ass I wild. I was living. Because Richie fucking, first, first of all, Richie deserved it. Second, she is giving the performance I've been waiting for this whole movie. She gave a little hint of it at the hospital when she said, I was stalling for time that little bit. No, this, this is full Sam Carpenter. I'm ready for for her in part six. Yeah. And it, it really was like, there you are. I, I, I hoped you were in there and now I know you're in there yes. and this is delivering. And she is she is over his his Swiss oh my cheesed God. body. Looks so strong. And it, oh my God. And he says and he- <laughs> What about my ending? And she leans in so sexy. She is like whispering distance and she's to his like, ear. Here it comes. And slits his fucking throat. Me and Jordan were slowly grabbing each other. Slowly, slowly bleeding him out. I was living it's like oh you're gonna sexualize me how about this <laughs> here is your eye and she like here the way she raises up off of him and cleans and off cleans the blade with her fingers i was like okay to i will now a sexy follow death. sam into a fire same same talk about a torch also i love that they directly reference passing the torch because amber's like uh you you need to pass the torch and gail's like Take it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> She's accidentally, Amber's accidentally turned it's on all the yours. stove by fumbling behind her. Gail shoots her. She falls back into the fire. And we get a full, like, practical effect, stunt yes. person in a fire suit effect. Full hell of Mary writhing, Lou. screaming in flames Love before it. falling to the ground. Love it. Amazing. It's all yours. And, and, and Sydney's just like... Some torch, basically, or some joke. Yeah. It's like, yes. So we, but what's great is in the final scene, the very, like, it's like, they talk about, you know, the killer's going to come back. And so yeah. Sam's just like, no, and shoots him and his brain splats Unfucking everywhere. fucking loads on him. Love it. Two shots to the chest, one more to the forehead. And then, you know, chicken fried Amber comes running out from the other room, <laughs> uh, like, a to- and screaming. And then you get, bam, from the side. And Jenna Ortega's Tara is still alive. And she says- <laughs> I still prefer the Babadook, which, by the way, you know, look, I love the line. I love the line. Love that she's the one that shot her because it should be, it should be those two sisters doing the final kills if you're going to properly pass the torch. mm -hmm. Yeah. Nailed it. I, my, nailed it. My one, my one critique, directors, directors, I know there's two of you. You both, you (laughs) didn't correct Jenna when she said Babadook. It's Babadook. She's a real horror yeah. fan. She says elevated right. horror. If she that character it knows that it. Much, then she, she knows. Know the I know she knows it. And I'm like, those directors fucked up. I don't blame Jenna at all. That no. somebody was supposed to catch that and they didn't. That's fine. I still love the line. Still want the yeah. super yaki shirt. I I am here for it. <laughs> I still prefer the Babadook. <laughs> the Babadook. It the Babadook. Um, I it, loved and, it. Oh. It what a satisfying we- end. And it really like it, and another thing again, like the 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 ways in which fan service really worked for me in this movie, like there were just that moment when Sam is, is standing in front of Gail and Gail and Sydney, who have not needed to be rushed to the hospital for the stab wound to the torso in Sydney, oh no, they're and fine. Gunshot wound to the torso of, of Courtney. They've just like stitched them right up on the spot. They're good. They're yeah, everything's just hanging cool. On the back of an ambulance. Yeah, by they, the way, they're, they're they're like I said, their blue blanket collection must be so big. They've each got a cute, <laughs> cute. little fleece at the back of the of, of the ambulance. She's been shot by a gun. I can't believe this. Yeah. <laughs> The two of them are chilling, basically, like, where's their hot chocolate? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, Sydney's fully holding a phone. She's, like, been texting her family. Sydney, like, Sydney just she, ordered Postmates. Like, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, Sydney's, Sydney's starving. They're so chill. And Oh, and let's just remember, what like, the ways in which, like, we're fully informed that Richie is the killer in this movie. When they're like, we got to get out of town. Amber, or, uh, sorry, Tara's like, I need my inhaler. And Richie's like, nope, nope, we're not stopping. We're not stopping. It's like, she didn't say she needs her candy she needs her 
inhaler, right. Richie. This isn't an option. And he's like, nope, we're, we're, we're busting ass out of town. Like, not going to happen. Not going to happen. And Sam's like, can you wait? And she's like, no, I don't think I can. And then Richie reluctantly agrees to go where her extra inhaler is. It's like, this is the, like a life and death situation. You don't get to decide that Tara can't have her fucking inhaler. Well, meanwhile, he had it the whole asshole. time. So he's just leaning into who he is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He was in his pocket. He pocketed it. So they had to go to Stu's house. They had to go to Amber's house. I love how assertive Tara is, though. Because she's like, yes, we're going home. And the the ambulance scene, they're going to close her in there. And she's like, nope, not without my sister. And she's yelling until they open it back up. Love it. I I just, my own, I want more of her. And I hope that the second movie is more, I get more Tara. And I, I, I really, when you have Gail and Sydney sitting on the back of the ambulance and Sam walks up to them and she's like doing the, we're doing the epilogue here. Can I ask you and a weird question? Yeah. Can I ask you a weird question? And it's not what, before that. Oh, go ahead. I really like that. I really like that she, cause it really, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like it was the character saying it to characters. It felt like the filmmaker saying it to the actors yeah. when she's like, I, you know, I wanted to thank you both. Yep for everything the way she says for everything isn't a thing you would say like it's very specific what she would be thanking them for like they showed up in her life they helped her kill Ghostface, and now like they'll never see each other again but for just her to be like you know i wanted to thank you both for everything that was a send-off i agree and it it filled my heart so much to have what i hope is the last time we'll see sydney and gail in one of these movies i hope so too I want them to be Hall of Famed out. I'm like, good. I don't want them to be compromised again. I don't want there to be an opportunity for something shitty to happen this to them. To me, like, I want it to be it. This was a good ending for them. And even though, even with my gripes about Sydney, I actually think they did a great job at the end. And I love, I love, I mean, yes. Am I greedy? Yeah, of course. But like, sure. but like, do I want more? No, because I think that they did, they gave them a great send off. This is what I needed. They can be at peace. I'm at peace with that. And I don't need them to drag them out one more time. No, and and for for it to be just like for it to be a part of the screen record that someone looked at Sydney and Gail and said thank you for everything somebody you've finally done. Said I was it. like, I know, I love it. Like it. makes me emotional to think about because like yeah, thank you for everything. Friend, you're tearing up. Everything. I see it's you right now. It's incredible. Yeah, no, it is. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful I, way to end it. And I love. I do like the weird final question of Am I going to be okay? Okay. It's like you know what. Really reasonable. I mean, it's a fair question to ask, and there. And, and if you're going to ask anybody there, answer it for you, but these two, you're going to ask anybody. You ask them, you know. And you ask them. And I loved, I loved Samantha holding. I did love the Tara Samantha moment in the ambulance where she's like, Sam says, "I'm going to hold your hand the whole way." Yeah. I, I'm sorry, but I'm a sucker for like. I love a sister relationship. Oh, and I, yes. And I think that yes. if they did, if. To give her credit, and we see the twins really getting in the opposite oh my God. ambulances from giving each other, each other like giving them the thumbs up. And that leads And I was to... like, "Wait, Sam, did he make it?" And you were like, "Yeah." yeah. It's like, "Oh my Chad's God, alive. love it." Chad, I was because, so happy because Chad and Mindy are like amazing, and they are characters I want to see again. And again, yeah. knowing that Chad, Mindy, and Tara are all alive makes me so yeah. happy. I'm excited. I love that the girl from the first scene survived the whole movie. I love that the most yep. interesting characters are still alive and ready for more. And I want to say, look, I know that queer representation has come a long way in the last year, let alone mm-hmm. three years. I do think that Scream 2022 played it real safe because they never really, like, yes, she had that moment with Francis on the couch. I think that they could go a little further, and I actually think they're going to in the next one because they gave a bunch of hints, like... Their last name is hyphenated. It's Meeks Martin. And it's like, so does mm-hmm. that mean that Heather Maserato, like, or Maserato is queer? Like, she is in real life? Because maybe she has, maybe they have two moms. We don't know. We didn't meet the other one. And it's a hyphenated last name. Are these kids adopted? Also, we have Chad, who didn't want to sleep with his girlfriend. Now, granted, for good reason. But is that a hint? <laughs> yeah. Are they both queer? I don't know. I'm just saying, I think we're going to get a lot more queer representation. And yes, did they do it safely? Yes. But it exists, and that's huge. Because in this version, in Scream 5, we finally have powerful, surviving, ex- a powerful, surviving, explicitly queer character. And honestly, she's my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, no, and I, I think, I, I mean, and I think, short of something um, just strikingly kind of crazy and cataclysmic happening, like fucking state suppression of media kind of thing, we're only going up. Yes, agreed. Like, that's the thing is, it's like any, anything successively from after this, like, yeah, not every movie's going to do a good job. Not every movie's going to, like, move the needle. But as a collective, 
we are honestly only going for onward and upward at this and point in terms of like queer presence. I only say it this way because you know, I, I think it's important to ask for better every time, even when you like what you got. Totally. And I think that yeah. one through four, we didn't get it. And especially four really shit the bet on queerness. And we get a lot of queer coding. Yeah. Obviously, this is a historically queer coded franchise. But in part five, we get a real out queer character who's got her rainbow yeah. pin on. Like these are it's undeniably queer characters. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, it, there's literally no other option anymore. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, if you're, if you're not, you fucked up. Uh, like, yeah, if you're, yeah. if you're not, if you're not, it's it, like, the, the, the baseline is now, yep. if you're not doing at least what we saw in Scream 2022, which like, hey, do, do like, you know, a sort of quote unquote family friendly version of it. That's like kind of this is what we yeah, saw you in twenty twenty two. I do okay. think it's the family friendly version of queerness yes, now. Yes. It yeah. Which like it's I if you're not including something at this point, you fucked it up. You did it wrong. You're right. You did a bad job. You're right. It's not even like you're the norm and like you didn't adhere to progress. You failed. You failed. So, and I I love that. I love knowing that a critique against not sufficiently queer inclusive um, narratives now is not like, well, but there is this side thing. It's like, how did you fuck that up? Also, in twenty twenty something. But also, it, have you been here? It feels authentic. I mean, that she does. she feels authentically queer, and I love that. So I I just so much to recap. I, I think they did a great job with legacy characters. I loved the final scenes and the party. I think the reveals were really great. I really, really enjoyed the queer representation that we got. Do I think it's a perfect movie? No. Do I think it's a great sure. entry? Yeah. Had a good time. And you know what? I think, again, like I've said this phrase like so many times, but it really speaks to, not that Scream was born as, as a planned franchise. It's not that. But like for a thing that became a franchise – Origin stories are really hard. Yeah. Origin stories are really hard to do. They are. And, like, we feel like we're doing them a lot. Scream was just, like, a great... Original Scream is just a great fucking movie. And yes. the cast chemistry is amazing, et cetera, et cetera. This is an origin story movie buried into the fifth installment mm. of a decades-old franchise. Wow, yeah. So we are origin storying a new cast... Like, because none of the... None of the other, like, in four, in three, in two... You never really thought that those characters were going to carry on to the next no, one. Like never. after two, we kind of knew that every every episode we get a new best friend. We get we we get new friends to make. Right. This is the first time it's been like, oh, if this keeps going, we're hanging out with these people. Yes. And so we had to end something while getting through an origin story, which is again they didn't serve their ensemble well enough. But, but that is fucking crazy they did and considering yes. how they ended it it was like they had to get those origin story yayas out in the beginning and in the third in the third act and like i think the second half of the movie and definitely that final that final run they are in their stride they're like great we got that stuff out of the way let's go and they they had a clear sense of what they were doing and i think they executed in the end so incredibly well that like the idea of a of a six is like Oh yeah, I am I'm 100% so, if we there. Can yeah, yeah, if we can just keep going at this speed yep. and like arrive at the next installment, we got all that messy business out of the now way and we've got enough the of path a returning cast. Yep, we don't need to bring in a bunch of new people yep. to be like, "Oh, we have to be new scream now and bring in new people." You got them all set up and you let enough of them survive to carry over a core group into Scream 6. I would love to. I hope we see it. I hope so, I too. I hope we see it. I can't wait. I want to see them again. I want to meet. Yes, I want to hang out to. with my new friends. I actively want to. Yeah. Yes. Because that is what the series is. It's hanging out yeah. with your friends. These The returning people are your friends. <laughs> like, that's why. Because it's not <laughs> about who Ghostface is. And I love that. Nope. And, they, and they did a great job of setting me up to want to hang out with these people again. So and I love that, like, I love how familial this one was. Like, like you said, the sister relationship, the sister's relationship with Tara and Sam, and then the sibling's relationship with the twins. Yes. I love that. I, I do love too. that the idea of going into a six is like our foundational like connections are with people who have a bond that is not not confined to what we are typically framing as the priority relationship, which is a romantic relationship. Because we saw how that ended for Sam in this one. Right. I love that it's like, you know what's also cool? And and intimate and special, 
these bonds. That's a really good point. I love that. that. Yeah. I think that's really cool and special. And I'm excited for what's next. I'm excited. I'm legitimately excited. I I wish there was like another one tomorrow. (laughs) Because I do. I want to keep going. I really enjoyed it. If there was a Scream 6, it was like Fear Street. And it was like, we're doing six, five, six, seven over three months. I'd be like, great. We got so lucky with Fear Street. (laughs) I, wow. Beyond. this This was such a good time. I am really looking forward to six. I I'm glad that we hashed out the things about it that didn't necessarily land as good because I think at, at the end of the day, those things don't outweigh the things that work, but I think they need to be addressed in order to like, kind of say fuck you to the haters because mm-hmm. it's like, yes, mm-hmm. those things happen, but look at what also happened. I feel great about it. And again, I, I and I, I think I said this to you <clears throat> last night or maybe I said it earlier today. It's been a while today already. Um, it really speaks to the strength of the close of this movie that, like, it makes up for its slow start. Yes. Like, Agreed. It, the the deftness and the sharpness of the close is like, oh, I, I totally trust you guys. I totally trust where this is going. And you have my full belief. Knowing that there are parts of it I don't like. Knowing there are parts of it that I think are bullshit. I totally trust you guys. It's it's really cool to see maybe like the biggest aughts era slasher, um, mm-hmm. biggest aughts era horror series, uh, be brought back to life in this way. Oh, I oh, what a nice. what a special <laughs> what a special episode to be able to do of aughts carry on because I think they really nailed it in terms of that. This is our this is going to be a super sized episode for you guys, so I hope you've enjoyed every minute of it. Jordan, where can we find you on socials? Uh, you can find me at Twitter on Twitter at Jorcru J O R C R U. I will be mourning uh, my yellow jacket uh, for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. and uh, I should plug the new podcast "Feeling Seen" yes, on the Maximum Fun Network because I would love for you guys to go listen to that. So a lot of people will listen and make it a big special hit. And you can find me at Sam Wyman on Twitter and Instagram. And um, you know, if you want to like listen to some cool Christmas music, oh wait, that's done. But you can still like hear some on Spotify. So. Anyways, there you just go. Google me. There's some things. There's some things. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Happy screaming, everybody. Ah!